ECW Livecast. This week we are covering ECW Hardcore TV episodes 98 through 100, and that is March 7th, 14th, and the 21st of 1995. I'm Mike Prue along with JV. JV, how you doing? Doing great, man. Doing great. Hey, it's been a fucking while. <laughs> yeah. Has it really been six weeks? The last one we released was exactly like a month ago as we're recording this, so. Not as much as I thought. I thought it was six weeks, but nonetheless, we're behind multiple weeks. But I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> we don't want to keep making excuses. You're getting this episode, and we're going to get them out as soon as we can. But yeah, we fucking took a little hiatus. And there's multiple reasons for it, but we don't, you know, we're not going to... You guys don't give a yeah, you... fuck. So we're not going to tell you. And if you do give a fuck, tweet it at ExtremeCast... On t- on Twitter and say, hey, where the fuck's your episode? And then we'll be more motivated to fucking find more time to do yeah, it. <laughs> fuck that. We talk about it on the board- bottom. I was just supposed to say the bottom line. The, the bottom. bottom line. The bottom line wrestling cast. So if you want to hear why, I don't know. What are we at? Episode 127 is like 125 or 126. Yeah, 127. Spoke about it. Yeah. Talk- Go back and fucking listen to it there. Right. Well, fucking tweet me about my personal life. Yeah, we had some issues going on. And bullshit. Yeah. Hey, we're back here, we're giving it to you, and we're doing like a jumbo one, kind of a jumbo jumbo episode. We did an episode like this a while back where we did it in our kind of bottom line style where we covered the episode, just went through some of the promos, and then did a watch along. And that's what we're going to do on this episode. We're going to cover March 7th and 14th, just cover through the promos, because the last episode we did Return of the Funker as a Supercard special. So everything that's on March seventh and fourteenth of Hardcore TV episodes ninety eight and nine, um, yeah, episodes ninety eight and ninety nine, we've seen all it. We just watched it all, and you guys just listened to it. So we're not gonna watch all those same matches again. But there are some promos that are new that come post match. So we're gonna run through the show and play those promos for you, and talk about those promos briefly, and then get into. The March 21st episode, and we'll do that watch-along style. So, kind of a mashup episode. I think it's kind of cool. You know, just to play a little catch-up, because, you know, we've been behind, so let's fucking try to bang out three episodes and do it in this format. So, I think that's the way we'll do it here. And we're going to do our best to catch up. That I am going to say. And JV and I talked about this, that we're going to try to bang some of these out weekly. Week to week. Weekly, yeah. Yeah, for the next couple of weeks. Bottom line cast is slowing down. I think 
you know, I had an idea, you know, maybe we um, shorten our bottom line coverage the rest of the way, you know, whatever we got to do to kind of better manage the, uh, the two shows. Yeah, that's a good, I like that. And that, and that's what we've done with I mean, bottom line. Yeah, you're back to work, you know, work's starting to get crazy for me, you know, time is of essence. And uh, we just, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to put our big ass brains together and figure out a way <laughs> to kind of better manage this shit. Yeah, and try to just get more ECW content out to yes. you on yeah. a more rapid basis, especially because this is like the best year. So, of what we cover in podcasts, which was the career of Stone Cold and now ECW, ECW is like the best thing that we're covering. It is. It is. <laughs> really. It is. So, this might become priority. <laughs> 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 All right. So, anyway, we'll get to that in just a moment, but I want to give you the podcast plugs. I already said anything you want to say to us, say it at ExtremeCast. At ExtremeCast on Twitter. You can follow me, Mike Crew, on Twitter at MPRU83. You can follow JV at John Van Damage. And again, thanks always. I didn't even say this, but thanks, BTT Goon Squad and BTT Army for listening to us. I know uh, I know. we said uh, we don't need to fucking give you excuses or whatnot, but thanks for listening. And we do appreciate you listening all the time. So we're not trying to scare you away from <laughs> We're just pricked sometimes like that. So anyway. Thanks for listening, as always. Also, check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. We're almost done. If you haven't checked it out and you like listening to us here, you're definitely going to like listening to us over there. Talk about the random shit that happens between 1996 and 2003 WWF. A lot of shit that's fun to talk about. So check us out over there. It's the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We are at the end of his career. He's done wrestling at this point. He's now the co-GM of Raw. And it is April into May of 2003. So check us out over there. And we're on Twitter also at Bottom Line Cast. All right. Now, JV, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. So we're going to do a little recap, like I said, of ECW Hardcore TV episodes 98 and 99 from March 7th and 14th of 1995. And this is all, like I said, return of the Funker footage for the most part. With a little bit of stuff splashed in. So I'm just going to run through the show. And just you know, break down what was on the show. So you know you know what was there. So in case you want to go check it out. You can watch these episodes on the BTT Drive. So if you have access to this episode. Then you should have access to the BTT Drive. All it takes is emailing at bookintheterritory at gmail.com. And asking Mike for access if you're a Patreon member. So he'll give it to you. And then you can just watch these Original episodes, not the Peacock bullshit episodes. Change all the music and shit. So get that access. And if you want to watch these episodes that we're about to discuss, go ahead and check them out. They're available there now. All right, so here we go. Hardcore TV, episode 98, March 7th, 1995. You get a runtime of 46 minutes on this episode. And the first match on the show that kicks off of the match, it's from Return of the Funker. So we covered this. We watched it. It's the Pitbulls versus Chad Austin and Gold Goodhart, who we had renamed on the last episode on Return of the Funker. I just decided to say his name is now Joel Fuckoff because we didn't know if his name was Heartgood <laughs> or Goodhart, whatever the fuck. So it was Joel Fuckoff. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so anyway, in this match, the Pitbulls fuck up Chad Austin and Joel Fuckoff in an old school style squash match. And they replay that there. And then we get highlights of Cactus Jack versus DC Drake, which was the main event, the final match at Return of the Funker. 
And this is when Terry Funk returned. And he returned in a box. <laughs> he returned in a box wearing some fucking American flag, MC Hammer pants, <laughs> matching, uh, matching Sandman. And he comes out. And he aligns himself with Sandman and Woman to beat up on Cactus Jack. Shane Douglas comes running to the ring. And we think of him as a heel. But he's here to help out his old buddy. But Woman at first is trying to lure Shane into joining Sandman and Terry Funk into a new stable. Stable of three. And they're going to beat up Cactus Jack. Then Shane Douglas aligns himself with Cactus Jack, his longtime buddy. And he fucks up Sandman and Terry Funk. So at this point, it seems like we get a babyface turn. For the franchise, Shane Douglas. And now from there, it goes to a promo. So we're going to play that promo for you. It's about three minutes long. It's the Sandman, Terry Funk, and Woman right after all these events. So take a listen to that, and we'll be right back. I asked you a month ago, Cactus. I said, you want to go gut the gut? Bring it on! I said, you want to go heart to heart? Bring it on! You want to go mind the mind, Cactus? You're going to have to see her. This has always been a business to me. A business of manipulation, taking money wherever I can get it. I loathe you, Cactus Jack. I can't stand you. I hate your guts. I turned to him once. Now, I'm going to turn to him. I'm gonna ask you one question. Dewey, you know Dewey? Do you out there know Dewey? <laughs> Dewey, that's Cactus Jack's son. Do he have any brains? How could he possibly have any brains when his mother's a fool and his father is a total jerk? He's a total jerk because he said time after time, and you wonder why I'm so mad at him. Time after time, he has said that he wants to emanate Terry Funk, to be a Terry Funk. He thinks he's going to be the next Terry Funk. In other words, I'm down to two. I'm no longer all around. Well, he is wrong because he will never amount to anything like myself. You see, how he tries to emanate me is by being a fool. He does not know a wrestling hold one. He thinks because he lost a year in the ring, that's something important. He thinks because he can run in the ring and do some terribly obnoxious, foolish things that don't even resemble wrestling that he is somebody. Look at his body. He's a fat pig. That's all he'll ever be. Douglas, don't you understand that you have made a tremendous mistake because birds of a feather flock together? What you're saying, Douglas, you're saying that Cactus Jack is somebody. Cactus Jack is a nobody in a professional wrestling world. And he comes out here on television. Doesn't he know that this is ECW? Doesn't he know not to act like a WCW wrestler or WWE? wrestler by going, well, 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 I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> Who does this guy think he is? He's nothing more than trying to dupe 
each and every one of you ECW fans out there. He is a nobody. He will always be a nobody. He can never walk in my footsteps. Never. Never will he walk in my footsteps. Nor my brothers, nor my fathers, nor in his footsteps. Nor in any decent professional wrestler's footsteps. The man is a mockery to this profession. I'm telling you from my heart, and you wonder why I go in the ring and you people back him, don't you realize that he is the biggest charlatan of all? All right, so as I said, that promo was right after those events where Shane Douglas came running out, and now we have Sandman telling Cactus Jack to bring it on. And woman gets on the mic. She says that she hates Cactus Jack's guts. And Terry Funk is there. And Terry Funk shows Sandman and woman how it's done. Terry Funk goes low. And he talks about Cactus Jack's son, Dewey. And this always comes up as a thing. Talking about Dewey. <laughs> Dewey's uh, uh, Mick Foley's son, Dewey Foley. And What's his, That's his real name, Dewey? That's his real name, yeah. Dewey and what, Noel? Dewey, Noel, and then he has two other younger sons. No shit. Remember they? My wife got me the uh, Mick Foley video, and all the kids were. Oh yeah, the I think there was four of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, my memory's terrible. I remember the video. I mean, obviously, yeah. Noel. I remember one other, at least one other, like yeah, male. Actually, child. it was Noel, and it was the two youngest. Dewey wasn't even there. Okay. Yeah. So Dewey was Dewey's the oldest. Then there's Noel, and then two younger kids that are like, one's like a senior in high school age. And then the other is like maybe like a sophomore or junior college. So he's got young kids still in his house. So anyway, Terry Funk brings up Dewey and how his parents are dumb. <laughs> Terry Funk's always a dickhead when he's in heel mode, so it's great. Terry says that Cactus thinks that he's going to be the next Terry Funk, which means that if Cactus is the new Terry Funk, then I'm done. I'm done. If I'm, if I'm not Terry Funk and he's the new Terry Funk, then who am I? And Funk says that Cactus will never amount to anything like he's done. Then Funk shits all over Cactus. He thinks because he lost an ear that that's something big. He does these things that don't even resemble wrestling. He's a fat pig. That's all he'll ever be. Fat piece of shit. It's funny because we know like Terry Funk and Cactus Jack love each other in reality. Oh, yeah. But the, but the things he's saying are like true things that people that would shit on Cactus Jack would say. Yep. So he's taking that and like just he using knows. that. Yeah, right. yeah, he knows. He knows. Right. He knows what people would criticize him about and he's using it. You know, just like, you know, in modern day in AEW, like MJF talking about Brian Pillman's mother. That's what everybody else is saying, but he's using that. Yep. He, he looked online. Oh, people say that. I'm going to use that and be the asshole that's now saying that. Brilliant. And that's exactly what Terry Funk's doing here. Oh, I'm going to use what everyone's saying about you. You suck. You're, you're fat. You just do things for shock and awe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're a hack, you're a circus act. Right. So anyway, Funk turns his attention now to Shane Douglas. And then he immediately says that Cactus Jack is a nobody. He goes back to that again. Cactus Jack's a nobody! And he starts screaming out of nowhere. (laughs) Funk says that, this is not WCW, WWF. And he's out here acting like, ah, who's he think he is? (laughs) Like, Funk's just going nuts. Funk says that Cactus is trying to dupe everybody and this ECW audience to think that he's something special. And he will never walk in my footsteps. Never. 
The man is a mockery to this profession. Don't you people realize he's the biggest charlatan of them all? I love that. I love the charlatan. The biggest charlatan coming out of Harry Funk. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's like a shyster, basically. You know, uh, uh, uh. Why don't you say man. shyster? Oh, charlatan sounds cool. <laughs> yes. Maybe a shyster looks... sounds more grimy. Yeah, maybe he had like a thesaurus. Like, What other way could I say this? Yeah. Charlatan. Sounds like it's an old-timey, th- like from a fucking carnival. Oh, the charlatans out here. Fucking. Yeah, words it... change in the English language. Yeah. That one expired. Don't use it anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's Terry Don't Funk. He's old. Yeah, <laughs> he's from there's Texas. New, there's there's new shit that comes out now. I'm like, this word sucks. But I'm like, you know what? In 20 years, you know the words we use they expire. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So from there, now the match is set. They are gonna have a match. It comes up on a screen March 18, 1995. It's gonna be at Extreme Warfare. It's gonna be Shane Douglas, Cactus Jack versus Sandman, Terry Funk. Now we go on to Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack's response. Take a listen to that, and we'll be right back. You know, Cactus, as the world's heavyweight champion, I got commitments. I got commitments (laughs) to the triple threat. But this has nothing to do with you and I. You and I go back to 1984, Freedom, Pennsylvania, when you and I were trying to break into this great sport when you and I were young, budding athletes that would one day dominate this sport. My dad said to me, you know something, Mick Foley's a bit of a goof, but I like him. There's something about that young man that I think he's gonna make it to the top in this sport. And I said, Dad, you have not seen him eating out of his car. You have not seen him living in the snow. You have not seen him work all week long at college and then drive 15 hours down to Freedom, Pennsylvania to become a professional wrestler. And you know something? Mick, my dad said, if that's the way he's going to live his life, that's fine. But then let him feel what it's like to be a man when he's around you. You know something, Shane? There's a lot of people out there that say I shouldn't trust you. A lot of people out there say the franchise is no good, that the franchise has changed, he's forgotten his roots. Well, there's a lot of people out there who didn't feed me when I was hungry. There's a lot of people who didn't put a roof over my head when I was cold. And there's an awful lot of people who didn't believe in me when I set about a quest to become a professional wrestler, but you, Shane, did. So as far as I'm concerned, you can sweep everything else aside. You know, I've taken beating after beating after beating in this sport. And I'm damn good at it. Make no mistake, I'm damn good. And the funny thing about it, Shane, is it's kind of a mind over matter. And a different thing runs through this sickening mind every time I'm taking a beating. Thank you! That's not so bad. Is that the best you have? Well, you can't take out Cactus Jack. It's always been a positive. It's like that little story I hate so much. I think I can. I think I can. Well, every time I thought I could. But not tonight, Shane. You see what was going through my mind and what was coming out of my mouth. Help me. Help me. 
I was a helpless man. And Terry Funk, I want you to look in the eyes of a man who just hours ago was begging on his knees for a little bit of help. And I want you to remember this look. And I want you to look into these eyes and remember the man who put you out of this sport forever. Because as much as every one of those blows hurt, as much as how you turned on me and made me sick, you know what hurt most of all, Terry? was the fact that deep down, as one of the legends in this sport, I know I'll never be the man that you are. Well, I'm just going to promise you this, Terry Funk, I'm not going to go out there and take away everything that you've done in the sport, because to this day you remain my inspiration and you remain my hero. And the fact that I won't be the man you are makes me a little sick. So I'll promise you this, Terry Funk, I may not be the man that you are, but when I'm through with you, you won't be either. Bang, bang! All right, so we have Shane Douglas talking to Cactus Jack. They're both back there. They're backstage, and Shane Douglas is saying that they've known each other since 1984, you know, and they even lived in a, they lived in a car. Cactus Jack lived in his own car. He was scrapping for food, and I believe that. <laughs> It's almost like hard to like living, like the word living in in a car just never never goes together well. Yeah, you're not you're really, really living l- if you're in a car. Like you kind of no, you're just sleeping in there. That's your bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not doing anything else in there. You're not showering. You're not, <laughs> right. You know, you're not watching you're TV. Fucking, you're, not cooking, you're not cleaning. Yeah, you're not watching <laughs> TV. That's a great point. Oh, living <laughs> in my car. Oh, you fucking stay in your car twenty four seven. That's it. it. You sleep in your car. It's like you said, you nailed it. You sleep in your car. Yeah, maybe you piss in your car, but you're not shitting in your car. <laughs> no, no. Probably piss in a bottle. Yeah. But where are you shitting in? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, this fucking Planet Fitness is just get like a fucking day pass and go use that shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told my neighbor that he got a septic removed and he's like, oh, for like a couple of days, I'm not going to have a bathroom. I'm like, just go to fucking Planet Fitness. Yeah. Use that shit. <laughs> Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Cactus cuts his great promo, as always. Cactus tells Funk that he wants him to look him in the eyes, see the man that's going to put him out of this sport forever. I'm not going to take anything away from you. You are still my inspiration. You are still my hero. I love this. You're still my hero. I may not be the man you are, but when I'm through with you, you won't be either. Bang, bang! That's a great line. Yeah, it is. I may not be the man you are, when I'm through with you, you won't be either. <laughs> Brilliant. Always with Cactus Jack. All right, so from there now, we get a video package of Tommy Dreamer. So building up Tommy Dreamer's angle you know, with, the, with Raven, but also he has his thoughts on Terry Funk returning because Terry Funk hadn't been around since August, since the night that Shane Douglas threw down the NWA championship in basically announced that this is going to be extreme championship wrestling. Terry Funk bailed. And now Terry Funk comes back as a heel. And Tommy Dreamer doesn't know what to think because Tommy Tommy Dreamer was looking up to Terry Funk. That was his mentor. And now he's he's an asshole. So anyway, take a listen to that video package. It's, It's a rather lengthy one, but it's well worth it. So take a listen to that, and we'll be back in about six and a half minutes. They asked me today to give an experienced perspective about the issues at hand between the Sandman, my nemesis, 
Shane Douglas, my opponent, Cactus Jack, my tag team partner, and Terry Funk, my mentor. You see, I was the victim when woman seduced Shane Douglas the first time around. It was back in 1993 when woman convinced the franchise Shane Douglas to turn on his tag team partner Tommy Dreamer when the two were defending the ECW tag team title against Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniacs. To this day, wrestling insiders insist it was nothing personal against Tommy Dreamer, but that the franchise was seduced by Woman. You see, Cactus Jack is in the same situation that I was in. He's forced to trust Shane Douglas with Woman. Woman represents everything that Shane Douglas has ever wanted in this business. She managed the Four Horsemen. She claims that she could bring the Triple Threat to greater heights. And she could be the head cheerleader for the franchise. You see, Cactus, nobody in this sport knows what type of man the franchise is like Tommy Dreamer. When the franchise double-crossed Tommy Dreamer, it set off a bitter feud, which remains unsettled to this day. Tommy Dreamer came at the franchise with all he had, and at times it seemed the franchise was more interested in embarrassing Tommy Dreamer than beating him or beating him up. Including an incident in which the franchise knocked out Tommy Dreamer with a chain and then wrapped the chain around Dreamer's fist, getting Tommy Dreamer disqualified. Shane Douglas had thought he had the last laugh, but Tommy Dreamer continued to come on strong. And when it seemed that young Dreamer would upset and dethrone the franchise Shane Douglas, he knew it was time to put his young challenger away. And then Dreamer did the seemingly impossible. After sustaining a hellacious beating, he became the first man ever to kick out of the sidewalk slam. And the hatred between Dreamer and Douglas remains to this very day. The greatest honor ever bestowed upon me was when Terry Funk told me he considered me his son. Terry Funk, I'm probably left you to get me. I found myself alone, but that's okay. And you and Captain Jackie Mavis, we had a common purpose to smoke out this damn man. It was at Holiday Hell 1994 when Dreamer and Cactus Jack combined to defeat the Sandman and Tommy Cairo. I was watching on the monitor. I saw the mystery partners DC Drake. I knew Cactus Jack to take him out like that. Packed up my bag. Started to leave the arena. I heard everyone screaming, they're killing Cactus, they're killing Cactus. Dropped my bag, I ran to that ring. Took care of the Sandman. I'm the last person on the face of this earth that ever thought I would come face to face with. Terry Funk.
in life, there are things that happen that are too complicated to explain with words. See, I appreciate everything that Terry Funk ever taught me and has done for me. If he had his reasons to slap me in the face, he had his reasons. Who am I to question Terry Funk? But Raven, if you think that this is going to sidetrack me, you're dead wrong. The war between Dreamer and Raven exploded on February 25th when the two collided in the middle of the ECW arena. Raven, I've known you a long time. Raven, you start out your career as Scotty the Bottom. You had respect. And then you sold out and you became Scotty Flamingo. And then you sold your soul and you became Johnny Polo. Raven, I never sold out. I never forgot about my roots. I know I never would have been to Japan if it wasn't for ECW. I knew I wouldn't be the man standing before you today if it wasn't for ECW. And I know I could wake up every single morning, look at myself in the mirror, and I got respect. That's because of ECW. You know the best part about ECW is? You can't fool anybody here. It's too like three. Everybody knows you got the chance to sell out. You got the call, and the offer came through. The raven was like the coup. Everybody knows if I got the call and the office came through, I would hang up. And wait, don't you ever get up in my face again. Never more, Raven. Never more. All right, so that video package started off with Tommy talking about how Woman and Shane Douglas betrayed him and that Cactus Jack should not trust the franchise. I'm going to agree with him. <laughs> like, how do you trust the franchise? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. You're buddies. But why? I mean, what the fuck's going on with Douglas? So we'll see what happens there. But it's nice that we're getting that viewpoint from somebody else that's not in the picture. An outsider looking yep. in like, hey, why do you trust this asshole? So anyway, footage just played from the various times that Shane Douglas fucked over Tommy Dreamer. So he has a real reason to be like, this guy's going to fuck you over because he did it to me like, Three times. I, he, he came, you remember, he came in, oh, I'm going to help you, Tommy Dreamer, and then fucked him up two minutes later. Yeah. Psych. Yeah, so Tommy mentions how when Funk left, he was all alone, but it was okay because Cactus Jack came along. So Dreamer and Cactus teamed up. They defeated the Sandman and Tommy Cairo at Holiday Hell, 1994. And then Tommy couldn't believe that Funk slapped him in the face. So he got slapped in the face by Funk, and Tommy couldn't believe it. And Funk was his mentor. Like I said, up until August of 94, Tommy says he slapped me in the face. If he had his reasons, he had his reasons. And who am I to question Terry Funk? I like that, too, because it's like, yeah, it's my mentor. Maybe he's trying to teach me a lesson. He had to smack me around. Maybe he had his reasons, but fucking tell me what your reasons are. <laughs> you know, what, What's the lesson here, if you're going to smack so, Tommy's, like, trying to be understanding and forgiving of his mentor. But he's still wary of, like, what the hell's going on with him. So, from there, he moves on to Raven. He says, Raven, if you think this is going to sidetrack me, you're dead wrong. So, 
So he even has that in the back of his mind. Like, oh, my, my guy's back, Terry Funk, my mentor, who left me, abandoned me. Now I got this other guy from my past, Raven, coming back. Raven's going to think that he's going to be able to play some fucking mind games with what's going on. And he's making it clear. Raven, I didn't forget about you. I'm going to fuck you up, too, <laughs> whenever we see each other. <laughs> You're next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get footage of Dreamer and Raven brawling on February 25th at Return of the Funker. And Dreamer goes on and talks about how he's known Raven for a long time. And that Raven started as Scotty the Body. Sold out WCW. Then he became Scotty Flamingo. And then he sold his soul to the WWF and became Johnny Polo. I love how the whole Raven story includes all that. Yeah. Like, no, what you saw before, that is him. But this is the real him now as Raven. Or, in Tommy's perspective is, hey, maybe you're just pulling a wool over all our eyes again. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're just confused. Right. Maybe you're just playing maybe another you, character. Yeah. Maybe you have a personality disorder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe you have split personalities. So Dreamer says that he's never sold out, and he will never sell out. I got respect because of ECW. And you know what the best part of ECW is? You can't fool anybody here. They see right through you. Tommy says that one of the big companies called Raven, he would fly to Coop. Nice Nice turn of phrase there. Raven would fly the coop. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well played. Yeah. But he would... N- I bet that was a Paulie line. To tell him, like... Because when you look at these promos, you watch these promos, you can see them, like, looking at somebody. And that somebody is always Paul. Who's, like, motivating them. Like, telling them, this is what you're going to say. So, I that's guaranteed, Paul Paul Heyman line. Raven flew the, clu- flew the coop. <laughs> but he can never... Accept the offer and leave. Tommy Dreamer would never accept the offer and leave. He would hang up the phone. Eventually, he'll take the call and take the money. But he does stay true. He doesn't leave until everything's bought out. and He has nowhere to go. So anyway, you will never get up in my face again, Raven. Never more, Raven. Never more. That's the best Tommy Dreamer promo that there has been. And it was lengthy, and six and a half minutes is a long time to play a promo, but it was worth it. We had to. Yeah, when it's his best, you got to listen. Right. He's doing a great job there. So, hell of a promo. Now we move on now to the second match, and this this match is not actually from Return of the Funker. This is earlier. This is from February 4th, and we haven't even seen this match. So, this is the one match that we never get to watch, but we weren't going to watch a whole episode of shit we've seen watch just one match <laughs> so this match if you want to go check it out it's the ecw world heavyweight championship match shane douglas defending against tully blanchard at double tables which was at the ecw arena and it's nine minutes long shane douglas wins the match so the way it breaks down is uh, tully's attempting a suplex to shane douglas into the ring over the ropes from the ring apron so you have shane on the ring apron tully's going to suplex him in but douglas was able to press his body like a lateral press, onto Tully Tully Branson, and it brings him down to the mat and is able to pin him and get the win. We've seen this kind of finish before with Shane Douglas, and that's what he does here with Tully. Shane retains the championship, and then Tully sat in the ring shocked, like looking like, oh, I can't believe I got beat. can't believe I got beat. So that was probably the more lengthy of the match. Actually, no, there was a 30-minute match that they didn't play on TV either. 
between Shane and Tully. And this is the shorter one, so that's why they played this one on TV. But yeah, if you, if you want to check it out, it's there on this episode, March 7th, 1995, episode 98. So check it out over there. And then from there, we move on now to an interview from The Public Enemy. This is also from Return of the Funker. And The Public Enemy, you remember they came out in wheelchair. Uh, Rocco came out in a wheelchair. And then Demo Lincoln and Chris Benoit come out and fuck Rocco up. <laughs> and they take him. They wheel him. They wheel him right into the guardrail. <laughs> and uh, last episode, that got us to talking about, like, uh, Friday the 13th, the kid being fucking wheeled down the fucking steps after getting yeah. hit in the head. Fucking arrow, whatever. Or I think so, I brought up to Steve Buscemi and Big Daddy. Yeah, that too. Push down the wheelchair <laughs> down the hill. Yep. <laughs> so Rock and Rock gets that treatment, and um, that was right before the match between Public Enemy. No, not Public Enemy, rather, but Sabu and Taz against Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. So that was just prior to that match, and they're not going to play that on this episode. And that concludes the episode. So that brings us now to ECW Hardcore TV episode 99 from March 14th, 1995, which has a runtime of 45 minutes and 6 seconds. Again, these episodes are available on the BTT Drive. Check them out there. If you don't have the BTT Drive, which you should because you have access, all you're going to do is ask for it. All these episodes are now on a Peacock, just don't have the real music. All right, so let's get it going here. We kick off with an interview with Paulie Dangerously. Paulie's basically just like a hype man for this program. And, you know, he's going to go through the matches for Return of the Funker and talk about how great of a show it was. And then from there, Public Enemy interrupts Paulie. So Public Enemy comes out and they have a contract. They got a piece of paper. They're waving around. They got a contract. They want to have a three-way dance. So a three-way elimination tag team match for the tag team titles involving Chris Benoit, Dimo Linko, Sabu, and Taz. And the public enemy wants Paul Lee to sign the contract for Sabu and Taz. And Paul is more than willing to sign it. He's like, yeah, fine, yeah, title shot, all right, let's do it. So now Paul, uh, public enemy just needs to have Malenko and Benoit sign the contract. So that's going to be a little ongoing story throughout this episode, is that public enemy wants this match signed. They got Sabu and Taz already in. Now they need Benoit and Malenko. All right, from there, we move on. We get highlights of Tuco Scorpio versus Hector Guerrero. And that was at Return of the Funker. We watched this. Great match. Solid match. Uh, Tuco Scorpio defeats Hector Guerrero with a 450 splash at about 11 minutes. From there, we move on to back-to-back promos between the Rotten Brothers. We got Ian first. And Ian talks about how he and his brother have spilled a lot of blood in ECW. And he says that his brother Axel is the bastard child their mother never wanted. And she taught them about blood, sweat, and tears. Then he goes on and continues to say, She taught blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, blood, and tears. Blood, blood, and blood. It's bad blood, and it's time for this family business to be done. <laughs> now, this is another example of Paul E. writing this, and this one sucks. <laughs> blood, blood, and tears. Blood, blood, blood. All right, we get it. Want it to be all bloody. Now, Axel Rotten, <laughs> this one's even more Paul Heyman-ish. 
and they they try to make him oh this guy's a crazy guy but he you know he he's smart he's intelligent so Axel talks about hardcore wrestling and he's gonna quote the Greek philosopher Plato he's holding <laughs> while he's holding a barbed wire bat <laughs> Plato <laughs> the Plato said in a violent society there is no justice <laughs> fucking Negan line. So Axel has uh, he, Axel actually looks off to the side for his line. So it's like in a violent society, plus 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 plus, there is no justice. <laughs> then Axel says that family business has to be settled. The barbed wire baseball bat didn't do it, but whatever it is next will be extreme. So we're gonna get another fucking extreme match between them at the next big show. Then we get to. First match of this episode, and it is the ECW Tag Team Championship match from Return of the Funker. Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko versus Sabu and Taz. Taz was injured during this match. He was taken away from, taken to the back by 911. Sabu was pinned by Chris Benoit after a super bomb from a table that was placed on the top rope. Pretty cool spot. After the match, Benoit called out the public enemy. They brawled. With Benoit Malenko. Then 911 brought Taz back to the ring. Then Sabu rejoined the brawl, which set up the whole idea of a triple threat tag team championship match. And then 911, as always, is going to fuck up referee Pee Wee Moore and choke slam his ass. <laughs> and from there, we get a promo from Public Enemy. And they're with Jason because they want that contract signed. And Jason is involved with Malenko and Benoit. So Public Enemy makes a visit to Jason. And since Jason's Malenko's manager, he has the power to sign this and make it an official deal. So Public Enemy is going to force Jason to, Jason to sign it. Jason says that he prefers caviar. I don't know why the fuck you would just say. Oh, no, this is why. Because Public Enemy's like, you're going to sign this or you're going to eat it? And then Jason's like, oh, I prefer caviar rather than eating a contract. <laughs> Johnny, horrible. Yeah, horrible. And Johnny Grudge. Stuffs the contract down Jason's mouth. But then, out of nowhere, we get our boy, Gary Wolf, <laughs> the Pitbull, along with Durant, Anthony Durant, and uh, the Pitbulls. The Pitbulls come out and they attack public, public enemy. And they're yelling and they're screaming, trying to get noticed. Um, during the break, apparently. So they go to commercial after the attack. During the break, the two teams were separated. And the public enemy... Public Enemy have been removed from the building. So this leads now to Jason and the Pitbulls. And in this promo, Jason tells the Public Enemy that he's in charge of the contract. And he has all the power to make this match if he wants to. Jason tells the Public Enemy that he will grant his signature this Saturday at the ECW Arena. Only if they can beat the Pitbulls. So it's going to be a one-on-one match. If they can beat him, then you get the triple threat. So Gary Wolf cuts a shit-ass promo, as always. The the Triple H of ECW. <laughs> talks way too long. Talks way too long. Talks gibberish. Says the same shit over and over again. Anyway, he says that ECW Arena is their doghouse. And that Public Enemy has no chance against them in the doghouse. The Pitbulls tell Jason that they want Malenko and Benoit. After they get the public enemy. Because we are the Pitbulls. And that's extreme. Again, this is a common thing for 
from Paulie at the time is for everybody to just say extreme. It's to get that over. We're extreme ECW. You know, ECW, extreme championship wrestling. Say extreme, say extreme. That's what they do. So, as I said, the promo would have been probably two minutes less if Pitbull <laughs> didn't cut the promo. <laughs> Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf didn't cut the promo. All right, now from there, we get the um, we get a series of promos. And it's three back-to-back promos. And we'll cut between each one. But the first one is Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack continuing to build up their upcoming match at Extreme Warfare. So take a listen to Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack. It's about three minutes long, and we'll be right back. Terry Funk, I pride myself on being a historian. Not just a wrestler, but a historian that goes into the classroom every single day. And I tell my kids, you learn all about history so that you don't repeat the same mistakes. August 27th, 1994. The NWA title tournament. Terry Funk, you were scheduled to be on the card that night. And you failed to show up. And I took the belt. And all the heritage that goes with the belt. The fact that you were NWA heavyweight champion. The fact that your brother was a world heavyweight champion in the NWA and a whole bunch of other people that I can't stand. I spit on the belt that night, Terry Funk, and I buried what was left of the NWA. And you didn't have the guts or the heart or the gumption to show up. This man and I ran up and down the roads when we were two greenhorns. When we had no idea. You want to talk wrestling holds? We had no idea what a top wrist lock was from a front face lock. But you know something, Terry Funk? The two of us have risen to be the cream of the crop in this sport. And you can say what you want about this man. He'll stand toe-to-toe and kick anybody's ass. And you old piece of I'll take you and kick your ass. What happened, Terry Funk? Have you eaten one too many turnbuckles? You thought to yourself that the franchise might line himself up with me? I hate your guts, Terry Funk. You're a hanger-on. You're everything I despise about this sport. You're an old man. It's time to retire, Terry Funk. You made a mistake thinking that I would go and align myself with you, Terry Funk. We created the legend of ECW. Get older yourself, because I, yeah, I'm going to tell you a little bit about history myself and what I like about it is that everyone's got a little different interpretation of historical events. And I remember August 27th. I remember it like it was yesterday. No show. He didn't make it to the arena. You know what that said to me, Terry? You are a hypocritical piece of shit and you've got to pay the price. You've got to look at Cactus Jack and you've got to say to yourself, I made a big mistake. And Terry Funk, I'll still stand here and say that you are my hero. And I'm not going to take your picture down. I'm going to take you down. I'm not going to throw your autograph out. I'm going to throw you out. And you want to bring up my left ear? Yes, Terry Funk, I've lost pieces of my body before. And I'm not sure the process is true. At the end of the trail of blood, sweat, and tears, there lies, in all its slithery, 
purple glory. Your liver dirty! Just the fact that I see me and I see you. You don't have liver. He doesn't have a liver! Shane Douglas. All right, so just like last time, you have Shane Douglas and Cactus Jack. They're backstage. Shane Douglas says that he prides himself on being a historian and how he teaches his students that you study history so that you don't make the same mistakes you made in the past. Which is a good point. As a history teacher, that is the main thing that you should be teaching. That's part Because kids yeah, are always like, why do we study history? Short, why do we study yeah. history? Learn from mistakes. Right, exactly. Just learn from Identify your own the mistakes. mistakes. Learn right. from them. Right, you want to improve? Look at what you did in the past and fucking identify it. So he brings that up, and that's a good point. And I'm just going to – because he's never mentioned this before. He's never mentioned that he's a teacher because he is a teacher at this point. Or he had been teaching. Yeah, he had been teaching because ECW was basically a weekend job for the most part. So he was teaching like within these past couple of years. And now he's just bringing it up for the first time. But one thing that is about to happen is that he's about to go to WWF. And the deal is basically already set, I think, at this point in March. Or March or, yeah, it's right around this time that he's agreed to go to WWF after he finishes up his dates that he's already promised to Paulie, which runs through the summer. So he'll debut in WWF in the summer. And his gimmick is obviously going to be school teacher. He's going to be Dean Douglas. Now he's bringing up his teaching stuff here in promos in ECW. I think he's just kind of trying to like work that in to his gimmick. Yeah, practice. I right. Guess. You know what I mean? Ugh, terrible though. Yeah. Well, th- that's what sucks about like WWF at the time, or e- even to this day, probably. It's they like, miss oh, them. it's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, yeah, I'm a teacher. Oh, that's what you're gonna be here. You're gonna be a teacher. It's like, no, oh, I don't want to. I am a teacher. I don't want to fucking be a wrestling teacher. Like, <laughs> fuck. I'm a badass character in ECW. Can I just be that? Oh, no. We're going to get this guy Triple H one day. He's going to steal all your shit. <laughs> we're going to make him the game. We're going to make him the franchise. The game. So, anyway. That's what he's doing there. So, anyway. Shane goes on. Talks about how Terry Funk didn't show up at the August 27th, 1994 show. That was the big show. He throws down the belt, like I said. And he says that Terry Funk didn't have the heart or the guts to be there or the gumption. He says, gumption. Shane talks about how he and Cactus Jack hit the road as greenhorns. But they have risen to be the cream of the crop. Shane calls Funk a hanger-on. The worst kind of wrestler. A hang-on. And he needs to retire. He's an old piece of shit. And Cactus cuts off Shane. The whole time that Shane's talking, you can, you can see Cactus thinking like, what is he going to say? What's he going to say? And then he, and then it, look like, it looks like at this point, he's like, all right, I got something to say. And Cactus just cuts him off. And he tells, he tells Shane, get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself. Cactus says he likes history too. And he has something to say about it. And what Cactus said was just even better. Like, I agreed as a history teacher. You know, what Shane said made sense. But what McFoley goes on to say, that's an even better thing that you teach as a history teacher. And what he said is that different people have different interpretations of the past. 
because that's it's true. That's, that's a major thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a major thing that you have to understand when you're studying history is that you're going to get different accounts from different people about all the same events, and you have to make your own decisions about it when you study it. So, Cactus Jack, smart guy. We all know that at this point, but there he is stepping in and be like, yeah, I'm smart too, Shane. <laughs> the Cactus says he remembers August the 27th like it was yesterday, but it was a little different than your view. On, on August 27th, Cactus Jack won the tag team titles that night, and he won them with Mikey Whipwreck. Well, Terry Funk was supposed to be his partner that night. Terry we Funk, no Mikey show. Whipwreck. And that helped Mikey out. So good thing. Big time. I yeah. think that, you know, that was a big catapult and like catalyst for him. Oh, yeah. That didn't happen. He taken off. It would have been done mm-hmm. at that point. So thanks to Terry Funk making a stand saying, hey, I don't want to be there for the NWA title being fucking basically spit on. But Mikey got the shot. Mikey replaced Terry Funk. They won the tag team titles. So Cactus Jack tells Terry Funk that he's a hyper, you know, a hypocrite, rather. Hypocrite. Hypocritical piece of shit. You're a hypocrite. Why am I saying hypocritical? Oh, no. <laughs> can't read. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I get your problem now. I can't read. <laughs> At least you're not like Roar. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. All right, so anyway. <laughs> Jack says. <laughs> so Jack says that Funk is still his hero like he did in the previous promo. But he's not going to take this picture down. He's not going to take the picture down off the wall. I'm not going to take you down. I'm not going to throw out your autograph. But I'm going to throw you out. You want to talk about me losing ears? Because that's one of the things that Terry Funk brought up. Oh, you get your ear lost. You think you're something big. You want to talk about me losing my ears? Yes, I've lost parts of my body before. And I don't think the process is through. That's a great line. I don't think the process is through. I'm not done losing body parts yet, buddy. So... Think my ears one thing? I'm not fucking done. And he's partly right because wait until hell in a cell, motherfucker. I'm getting tossed off the cage. And Terry Funk's gonna be the first person to run down and check on him. <laughs> Irony right there. And now from there, we're gonna cut to Woman. Woman doesn't have much here, so just take a quick listen to her. And we'll be right back in a second. In a minute. You wanna be. I know all about men like you, every single one of you, and manage this. This is something that you wanted to be, everything that you wanted to be. You could have buried your past and raised your future, but instead, you buried yourself. All right, so we get a woman looking as only woman can look, as always, here in ECW. And she tells Shane Douglas that he's just a wannabe. He's a Ric Flair wannabe, basically. Woman says that Shane always wanted to be a member of the Four Horsemen. She raises up the Four Horsemen four fingers. She puts them up. You always wanted to be this. You've come here. You've come. You've buried your past. Then she turns the fingers down. You buried it on that day when you didn't accept us. You could have been part of this. And she raises three fingers, meaning Sandman, Terry Funk, and Shane Douglas. A triple threat, if you will, which you already had. You had Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Shane Douglas. That's the triple threat. Yep. Uh, she's alluding to this as being a new triple threat. But instead, you buried yourself. And then we get a quick, qu- uh, quick cut 
the Sandman and Terry Funk, who were basically in the shot the whole time, just couldn't see him. So they zoom in, and now you get Sandman and Terry Funk for about a minute. Take a listen to that. We'll be right back. Right now is Cactus Jack. Can you trust Shane Douglas? Douglas wants to talk to you people and tell you how wonderful that he is. Cactus Jack listens to him and he feeds you full of bull. Bull is what he gives you. That's right. He has never accomplished a thing compared to me, to my family, or anyone else that has any wrestling ability i'm gonna whip him like a goddamn dog you watch me you people watch me that's a promise a promise and i've never lied to you yet all right so sandman gets on first he says he's intrigued and now this is the second person that's gonna put some doubt in people's ears about shane douglas so we heard it from Tommy Dreamer, but now the Sandman's saying that he's intrigued on whether or not Cactus Jack can actually trust Shane Douglas. So where do you think this storyline's going, JV? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so now it's Sandman saying, can you trust Shane Douglas? Snake in the grass. He always has been. Funk jumps in and says that Douglas is just feeding Cactus Jack a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and that Shane has never accomplished anything. Anything compared to himself. Or anyone with any wrestling ability. Funk goes on to say that he's going to whip Shane Douglas' ass. That's a promise. And that wraps up the March 14th episode. Episode 99 of ECW Hardcore TV. So that finished wrapping up Return of the Funker. And the post-match promos. He had a lot of good shit there that helped build to the next big show. Which would be Extreme Warfare. And on the next episode that we're about to cover... ECW Hardcore TV, episode 100, 100 milestone, March 21st, 1995. It's part one of three covering Extreme Warfare. And this is one of the shows, one of the rare shows that was a a major supercard at the time that there is no full supercard special for. So we're only going to be covering this through the Hardcore TV episodes. So we're going to cover that right after our break. We've got a break song for you. It is Judas Priest. Living after midnight. Now it was Marty Jannetty's theme song. It was also Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty's theme song when they were the Midnight Rockers, Living After oh. Midnight. And that's what he came out to at Return of the Funker when he took on uh, Shane Douglas. So take a listen to that, and we'll be right back for a watch-along portion of the Extreme ECW Livecast, March 21st, 1995. Enjoy the song. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back now for the next episode of ECW Hardcore TV, and it's going to be episode 100 of Hardcore TV, March 21st, 1995. Once again, it is the first night, first episode of three episodes of coverage of Extreme Warfare from March 18, 1995. This episode is going to run for about 41 minutes, 53 seconds. We're going to do this in our traditional format and do a watch-along style. Want to just give you a little preview before we get started. We're going to see Ron Simmons versus Hack Myers. Whoo, Ron Simmons versus Hack Myers from Extreme Warfare. Yeah, that'll be a five-star match. <laughs> yeah. But this next one might very well be a five-star match. We'll see. It's the ECW TV Championship match. Dean Malenko versus <laughs> Too Cold Scorpio. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's something there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get some promos from Terry Fong, Ron Simmons. Public Enemy, Cactus Jack. So I think we've got a good episode ready to go here. So once again, if you're going to watch along with us, go to the BTT Drive, get the March 21st episode ready, and follow along with us. And JV, you're ready, right? You're all set up? Yes, I am. All right, so I'll do what we always do here. I'll give a countdown. Three down to one. When I say play, we click play. Three, two, one. One play. The following presentation is OJ Free <laughs> OJ <TV>. Simpson. <laughs> OJ Free TV. So at this point, obviously, OJ was all over the fucking TV. Mm-hmm. And they're just saying, don't worry about seeing OJ other than us saying OJ. So, yeah. What's your timestamp? Because when I hit play, there was like a delay. I had a delay too. I'm at 29, 30. You're a little bit ahead of me. Let me move up a little. I can pause. All right, where are you at now? Nope, just let me know when you get to the one minute mark. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so I got the opening as always. We got the great Rob Zombie song. Video quality is great on this episode. Nice and clear. The chairs are getting thrown into the ring at this point. And I am now with Shane Douglas holding the belt. Now I'm at one minute with the ECW logo on the screen. All right, let's go. And here's Joey Styles. 105, 106. I'm one second ahead. That's perfect. All right, just pause for a second, so we should be good. And he's hype. Oh, yeah. He's ready to go. I got to load my fucking volume on this thing. Yeah, mine was wicked high. (laughs) All right, so Joey Styles is always hyped up when it's the beginning of a new big show. And this is the beginning of beginning of Extreme Warfare, and they're gonna kick off with Ron Simmons, badass Ron Simmons, coming out to uh, Rex and Effect. <laughs> What's the name of the song? Tag Team. Oh, it's Whoop! There it is. Whoop! There it is. Yeah. Tag Team back again. Ron Simmons ready to fuck people up in the crowd too. Don't yeah. fuck with me. Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons had a, such a shit-ass gimmick in WCW after he was in Doom. They were like, oh, it's yeah. Ron Simmons, the All-American. He wore, like, Flores Seminoles tights and shit. Yep. That sucked. That. Like, come on, man. He was a football player. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. He was a f- Right. He already had football players. You had the Steiners. Oh, actually, I guess they were wrestlers. Amateur wrestlers. It's all college bullshit back then. Oh, Oh, he's doing it right now. 
Oh, he's bitching out Joey Styles <laughs> for not giving him a true introduction. He wants all his accolades. Just hand him your wiki page. Ron Simmons should never not be heel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's born to be a heel. His voice is a heel. <laughs> <laughs> His voice is just calling other people bitches. <laughs> yeah. basically. His voices don't fuck with me. <laughs> that's a, well, that's his thing. I'm unfuckwithable. <laughs> unfuckwithable. <laughs> I like that. Have you heard that story? No. Oh, so the story is is that in WWF, I, I forget the full story, but basically it was like, oh. Ron, you know, these guys, they mess with everybody. I think it was like the Steinus. Oh, they, they mess with everybody. They fuck with everybody. How come they never mess with you? And Ron Simmons responded, I'm unfuckwithable. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> My, like, audio is, like, low. So, but yeah, the so audio. Versus- it sounded like they were saying Goldberg. <laughs> what the fuck happened to Hack Myers? He lose fucking 20 pounds? <laughs> his nose gut. Or he shaved his beard. I don't know what the fuck. He definitely looks leaner. He looks leaner. His beard yeah. looks different. He looks like fucking... I don't know if you watch Pawn Stars on History Channel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He looked yeah. like Chum Lee when he lost weight. <laughs> like, yeah, Chum Lee fat... Then Chumley skinny. That's what fucking Hack Myers looks like right here. Ron Simmons not getting fucked with here either. Unfuck with the bull. This isn't even like a fucking. Nobody in their right mind believes Hack Haircut Myers is being Ron Simmons. <laughs> Hack Haircut Myers. Cactus Hack. Hack Myers has been the brunt of many of our nicknames. Yeah, he's he's an easy target. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now I'm calling Makes him fucking, fucking suplex over the top rope. Fucking Pawn Stars, Chum Lee. You get that reference, JV? Chum Lee? Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. All right. Because you know, you know selling me. You know selling me on back-to-back jokes. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> I told, right, you the, I told you the unwithable story, the unfuckwithable, and you didn't even say anything. You're like, oh. Yeah, I heard the story. Yeah, you didn't even say anything. <laughs> insecure? Yeah, what are your jokes? Yeah, just say, like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> some repartee here, some back and forth. <laughs> oh, so Heck Myers gets whipped in the corner. Ron goes for a clothesline, but Hack Myers fucking... Oh, I'll get to this in a second. But yeah, yeah, so let's just get to it. Hack Myers put up a big boot and totally missed. And Ron happened to sell it too, so that's bad on his part. But Ron quickly fixed the problem with a nice power slam in the center of the ring, followed up by an elbow drop. Nice elbow drop. Now Ron is... Hold up, where are they going? Someone's got a Shaw sign in the car. He's going to do, like, a poly body press, right? Oh! Shoulder block. Okay. But he misses. Hekamai's hanging in there. Shaw! Here we go. We get the Shaw punches. Shaw for kicks? Oh. 
Not Shafa, everything. Now he's doing elbows. Like, the shower is supposed to be just like the punches. One, two, three, four. Like, five punches in a row. Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. No, every single move is Shaw. Come on. He doesn't deserve that. No way that takes down Ron Simmons. All American getting knocked down by this fucking guy. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, a seminal slam is what it's called here. So we got a spine buster. And it's called a seminal slam. That was a nice pin. Kind of yeah. like held his arm down. Yep. Ron Simmons wins no problem here, basically. Bitch, don't kick out. Even though Hack did get some offense in. Mm -hmm. And they did give him the spot where the crowd could say, Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. For like, hey, Ron, just let me get this moving. Yeah, it's a big deal. What did Ron just do? He fucking teed off? And <laughs> yeah, he teed off. What are the, what's the crowd saying? You, you still suck dick? I, I think so. What's that sign say? Simmons? One mean mother. One mean mother. All right, let's listen to him. That's just an example of what's the call. Ron Simmons is going to kick everybody's ass that gets in his way. All right? Hey, where's Chris Benoit? Huh? Where's Dean Malenko? Bring anybody you want out here. All right? And I promise you. Oh, bring them. Bring 911. Who? Bring 911. Calling out 911. Your audio is fucked up too, right? Yes. Like it yep. just totally changes. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, the video quality is clear though. No. Alright, I, th I think I know what's going on. I think this is the network video, and it's been edited to have the original music. So someone is taking the time. Cut the shitty WWE Network music out and put yep. back the original. So that's why it's I mean, slightly... look how clear this looks right now. Right, this is network quality stuff that they had. It's not what we've been watching. But it's got the original music again. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. So 911's down there and Ron is fucking him up. And one thing I wanted to say about Ron Simmons. Is that, you know, he is a product of the 70s, early 80s. He never fucking gave up on having that fucking hairstyle. No, no. He looks <laughs> like he's straight out of the fucking 70s, like, forever. <laughs> like, he's like, this is my fucking hair, that's it. That, that hairstyle works in any era, though. <laughs> he looks like a badass in any era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw on the mustache, fucking winning. <laughs> hey, I'm going to grow a legit mustache over the next month. Because <laughs> my new role I've done that. for Halloween is I'm Super Mario. So we're gonna is do, it? Yeah, we're going to do Mario Brothers themed Halloween. We always do a family Halloween thing. So yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to be Mario. Mario Brothers has been a big thing in the house for the past year. Playing video games and shit with the kids. So, yeah, I'm Mario and I'm getting a legit mustache like my dad has. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I like that. Because I've never done it. I hate I've, it. I've never fully it. grown it. Oh, it's fun. I loved it, too. 
Just hated it though. Hated yeah. It. Uh, of course they do. Even if my mustache now with my beard gets too dark, she's like, damn. <laughs> Alright, so 911. Got a choke slam in there, of course, to appease the crowd. And now Joey Styles is on the mic here. Let's see what he has to say. It's most exciting period ever, as we are scheduled for back to back Saturdays at the ECW Arena in South Philadelphia. Saturday night. April 8th, the Rotten Brothers will square off, hopefully for the last time. This time, it's hair versus hair. The loser of the matchup will have his head shaved by his own brother. Have to have the shaved the already. Heavyweight champion, the franchise, Shane Douglas, will defend the World Heavyweight title against the Sandman with Woman. And in the main event, it's the most talked about matchup in the history of ECW. The three-way dance. The tag team titles are on the line. All three teams in the ring at the same time. The champions, the crippler and the shooter. Two-thirds yep, of the triple threat. This is the three-way dance Paul show. Andersley's contingent of Sabu and Taz, the former champions, as well as the hoodies, the public Which enemy. is a Supercard special show that we won't cover, but we'll have it available on the BTT Drive. You to watch. We'll cover it regularly through ECW Hardcore TV episodes. A Hostile City Showdown April 15th. We will do that as a special once we get caught up with the back episodes. That's a big show. It's Terry Funk going one-on-one with Cactus Jack. You talk about hardcore wrestling. This is it. Right now we go to pre-recorded... Oof. Two big shows back-to-back. Three-way dance and Hostile City Showdown 95. Terry Funk about to get on the mic. Here we go. <laughs> oh, Cactus Jack. One-on-one. -on -one, me and you. <laughs> you know I can't stand your flagellating family. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do, me and you, April the 15th? I'm going to kill you. That's right. I'm going to kill Cactus Jack. I might get the chair, Straight but I'm going to kill him. No, I might get the chair. What. I might just torture him, and then I'm going to kill him. No, I might kill him, and then I'm going to torture him. No, I'll tell you what. I'm going to castrate him first, then I'm going to kill him, and then I'm going to torture him. No, whoa. Wait a minute. What am I going to do? What I'm going to castrate him, kill him. Torture him. That's a great I, look for him. I know what I'm going to do. I'm, yeah, that's I'm right. I'm strap him to the bumper to bring of my 55 Buick, and I'm going to pull that son of a bitch down the main street of Philadelphia. That's what I'm going to do. Do you ever look at Cactus Jack? Did you ever look at his face? Oh, what a face he's got. If I had a face like him, I'd have it circumcised. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, I am looking so forward to this. <laughs> It's funny, the bandage on his head Shane looks Douglas, more like paper on his head. I've had enough oh, shit, he's still of you and your comments oh, Shane. about people that I love and I respect. And Cactus Jack, I've had enough of your body, of your thoughts that you are a wonderful professional wrestler you actually believe that well i prove to you that i am the man 
and I will always be the man on April the 15th. It's going to be a hot time at the ECW Arena. <laughs> always good. Oh, back to back. Back to back. Five me that I can't seem to get out of my head. Charlatan. And I don't even know what it means, Charlton. but I'm pretty sure it's not somebody who lives in North Carolina. But I got a decent idea. I think, Terry Funk, you're out there questioning my credentials. I'm not exactly Phil Donahue, but there are a couple of things I'm a little sensitive about. One of them is my family. The other one is my claims to legitimacy in this great sport, and you've questioned them both. Well, Terry Funk, you're out there saying, hey, I don't need a goofy name like Cactus Jack. What is a Cactus Jack? You use your full name. Anybody who watches this show, Terry Funk, I'm not opening any secrets. I'm not harboring a secret. I'm Mick Foley. I was born Michael F. Foley, Bloomington, Indiana, and I don't even know what the hell New Mexico looks like. But the name kind of fit, and I'm stuck with it for better or worse. So you fans, you want to chant Mickey, Mickey, you do it. You want to chant Cactus Jack, go ahead, because I call myself Cactus Jack for one reason. I earned it! I earned it, Terry Funk! And for better or worse, for the last 29 years of my life, this has been me! I may be a scumbag, but I'm always a scumbag. Now, who are you, Terry Funk? Are you Frankie the Thumper? Are you doing the job for Patrick Swayze? Or are you lasting all of 13 episodes on Tequila and Bonetti? Well, Terry Funk, you look at me and realize that I'm going to put you on a permanent hiatus. So you tell me, Terry Funk, who has the true credentials? You want your credentials as one of the greatest competitors in the sport? Like I said, I can't take that away from you. But April 15th, Terry Funk, two weeks after we wrestle in front of one of the largest crowds Japan has ever seen, 60,000 people in the Egg Dome. Well, Terry Funk, I'm going to leave just enough of you left to bring you into my home, the ECW Arena, the intimate confines, and show each and every one of these fans out here an intimate view of your skull. Because make no mistake, when Cactus Jack is perched up behind that second turnbuckle, and you're looking at a 287-pound missile descending on your wrinkled old body, that feeling in your throat is not excitement. It's your liver! So, Terry Funk, you want to play with fire? Well, I'm not exactly a fireman, but I say there will be a rebuttal. I say, Terry Funk, your ass is going to be burnt. And I say, Terry Funk, that while I am helpless to change the past, I'm going to make damn sure that the rest of your miserable life is spent in the worst way possible. You may have put Tactus Jack's shoulders down for a three count today, but I'm going to put your wrinkled old ass in a wheelchair for the rest of eternity. So think about it, Terry Funk, when day in and day out, this is the face you see. When you kiss your wife, you'll see me. When you say goodbye to your children, you'll see me. And when they leave your bitter old ass and you're washed up and you're on your dying day, I hope the last things that cross through that pathetic mind of yours are very simple. I shouldn't have messed with Cactus Jack. I shouldn't have messed with Mick Foley. Bang bang! Fucking amazing! Oh my god! That was fantastic. 
I love the whole McFoley admitting his name and his gimmick and saying this is my fucking name, Cactus Jack. I earned it. Bullshit. Oh, that was so good. He just amazes me every single week on these promos. Brilliant. But now, what we have going on is... Cold Scorpion Grappulus Acrobatus. An aerial criminal missed it. <laughs> Shootus Threateranus. Dean Malenko, a second-generation master in the art of shooting, the ultimate form of hold, counter-hold wrestling, has mastered holding of belts. That's a pun. As in both the TV title and the tag team title. Shootus Threateranus. Extreme Encyclopedia Unabridged 1995 Edition. What does unabridged mean? Fuck it. Ah, man. Ask your brother. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's the English teacher. Yeah, he's the English teacher. Shit. I should know, but I don't know. <laughs> there he is. It's Joey. What up, Joey? Hey, Joey. Hell, the big match. TV title match coming up. Jason D. Malenko. D. Malenko's coming out to what a man. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's Jason's music, though, so. Alright, so, Stone. Too cold. Stone cold. What am I saying? Stone cold. <laughs> Stone cold Scorpio. Stone cold Scorpio. <laughs> Sky Scorpio. Um, Scorpio Sky, rather. But, what I was gonna say is, Too cold still wearing a fucking creamsicle tights. <laughs> Come on, man, get some different tights, cheap ass motherfucker. Orange Sherbert tights. Hey, you're the, you're the fucking TV champion. You fucking got nothing. You got fucking Creams School tights. My scene choice is on vacation. <laughs> well, actually, Dean Malenko is the champion, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away. Sorry, I didn't say anything. Don't mind me. Maybe he'll get new tights next week. <laughs> Alright, so we should see some good shit here. And Too Cold had a run in WCW, you know, 93, that we've covered in our Hollywood Blondes episodes. We've seen some of his stuff. But he should have been one of the guys to go back to WCW during the Nitro era, 95. 96. Yep. In the Cruiserweights. He would have been fucking awesome. Instead of going fucking be Flash Funk. He could have just been too cold Scorpio still on Nitro. Against Molenko, Eddie Guerrero. All right, so Jason's already getting involved. The match hasn't even started, but Jason yeah, has to be involved. Ref's like, dude, fuck off. Oh, yeah. Get some fist thrown first. All right, we got like legit wrestlers in the ring. Can we not make this gimmicky with your shitty Jason Priestley haircut? <laughs> All right, so here we go. Tie up here, shoot wrestling. Oh, we're at the ropes already, so we're gonna break a hold here. No one wants to break. Come on, Dean, you gotta break it. This is that's John Finnegan, right? Not Jim Molina. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I think I'll never remember. 
At least the comb is here. Yeah. Look at it, it's all like fluffy and shit. He hasn't got a haircut in a while. Or as you would say, comb your hair. Yeah. <laughs> comb your hair. The only person that would get that reference is, of course, Rick Beebe. Thinner. I cuss you. Thinner. Rick Beebe. What was the chick's name in that? She was hot. Oh, shit. Carrie Wheeler or some shit. I can't remember. Shit, but she was given a blowjob, right, at the beginning? That's how. Yeah. Yeah. Then he hits the fucking uh, the voodoo lady. Akasha, then It's with like her his car or something. <laughs> These guys gonna fight? Are they yeah, fighting? what the fuck is going on? Just holding hands? Brutal. We gotta kill some time here. There we go. Real lockup. Alright, fucking. There you go, Dean. Kick to the fucking gut. This ain't real wrestling. Fucking slam each other into the turnbuckles and kick each other in the gut. It's like the South Park episode. That's not wrestling. This is wrestling. What they're doing is what that guy wants them to do. Yeah. <laughs> we want fake wrestling here, not real wrestling. Did you ever watch that South Park episode? I don't think so. What? You brought it up before and I said the same thing. What the fuck episode is it? Give me a How fucking... How could it be a wrestling? Just Google it, dude. The South, South Park, Park wrestling, wrestling episode. It's the only one. It's like the kids start their own wrestling promotion, and then like there's this one guy who's like the high school wrestler. Wasn't Butters like a big yeah. time deal? That's not wrestling. You guys, this is wrestling. And they start doing like borderline like homosexual shit. The guy starts doing like to make fun of like. Oh yeah, wrestling. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's, it's it's South Park. Guys. Yeah, it's South Park. Yeah. All right, fuck. I gotta I gotta watch it. I'll report back on it on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. We can review that episode. We should do a watch along of that episode. <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. Now I, now I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, we should just do a watch along your first time ever watching it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to watch it until we watch it together. <laughs> right, so, yeah, there's nothing going on. That's why we were planning, like, South Park watch along episodes. All right, now we got some. What is that? Alright, we got Team Malenko hits the ropes. Scorpio tosses him up like double fist, you know, double push up. But when Malenko lands, he lands like he hurt his dick. Oh, hurt my balls landing flat. Like, should be selling your stomach or your chest, not your balls. So I'm sorry that I hyped this matchup, but you think this match would be. A big deal, and it sucks. This is not the style of match you'd expect from these guys. No, this, is, this seems like it's a break because the crowd's not into it. I'm gonna look at the the actual card and see where this was placed, and just to see like what the mood might have been after this. All right, so. At Extreme Warfare, the opening match was Mikey Whipwreck versus Jason. That was the opening match. We haven't seen that yet. I'm sure we'll see it in the next next episode. Um, Ron Simmons versus Hack Myers. And then it was Tommy Dreamer in a gauntlet match against Raven's Nest. 
Tommy Dreamer had to take on Johnny Hotbody, Stevie Richards, Tony Stetson to get the Raven. That was right before this. So that's a huge fucking storyline. So after that, Tommy Dreamer Raven probably might be dead. That's how they seem. So maybe the wrestling is based on that. Let's start slow since the crowd just got so much excitement from Raven Tommy Dreamer. Start slow for like five minutes and then pick things up. So maybe it'll pick up at this point. Get what I'm saying? Yes. I, I bet like any second things are just going to start going blah, 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 all over the place. Yeah, it's starting, I think, after that kick out. Or not. Nope. But this is not the match to put on, like, because these guys can put on a show. Yeah, this like, is terribly, like... Right, don't match. book that after that. Put fucking... their style. If anything, should have been Mikey Whipwreck versus Jason after this. Start the, start the show with Ron Simmons versus Hack Myers, and then put Mikey versus Jason after the Tommy Dreamer Raven. Come on, Paulie, what are you doing here? Slipping with your booking? You got two great performers here. Nobody gives a fuck. It's like, what did they have a bet? Like they could, we could make this match work. No, you can't. What the hell was that? That was like me wrestling when I was 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Good job, Joe. He, he did mention. Oh, he didn't hit because it made it look like he hit. Dean Malenko dropped off the top rope, swinging down, acting like he was going to knee too cold. Didn't even come close. And Joey did a great job. I love when the commentators just point out right away, oh, he didn't get that. He didn't hit him with that. We're not going to pretend that it happened. Because it was so shitty. The only saving grace right now... Uh, actually, I might even take that back. This match probably needs Jason. I was going to say, Jason hasn't been involved. That's a saving grace. But maybe Jason being involved would make this match more interesting. Because nothing's happening. All right, so Malenko... This is the worst match we've seen in a while. This, is, this seems like they're trolling. This sucks. Yeah, Malenko got, has uh, too cold in a leg lock in the middle of the ring. The referee's too lazy to even get down and talk to Steve Malenko. Like, ah, oh, man, nah, I got, I got a lot of matches to go. I'm not getting down for this. <laughs> All right, so Dean's now attacking Scorpio's leg. This match has, like, no heat either. Like, there's no story to this match. Dean Malenko's already in a story for the triple threat three-way dance match. And here he is defending his TV title. So, JV, wrestling opinion. Put you on a spot. Dean Malenko is defending the TV title here, but he's going to be in a big match. Main event. Three-way dance. So what is he? what's going to happen here with Dean Malenko? If he's going to be in a three-way match? Yeah, he's already in a big match coming up at the next big show. Here he is defending the TV title. What do you think is happening with that TV title? You know, like, uh, Scorpio's going to win it and drop it, and there's going to be a tournament. 
Oh, that, that's more than I was looking for. But yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Team Lynx is gonna drop that title because he's he's already in a big angle. But he doesn't need yeah. this title, right? Get the belt off him here. Let somebody else have the belt. And he goes on to have his big angle, like a main event angle. Oh, for the ECW championship? ECW tag titles. Why would he be in a triple threat? For You mean like a triple? He's in the three-way dance. Benoit Malenko. Oh, oh, Sabu oh, Taz. triple threat. I thought you were talking he had like a singles triple threat match. No, the, the big three-way dance right, match right, coming gotcha, up. Right, right. It's called a three-way dance, Mike. It's a technical term for a three-tag team. Well, I think I said everything. I think I said triple threat three-way dance. Yeah, you kind <laughs> of confused Triple threat three-way dance, tag team title. This is, you know, it's just Jason Meltzer says. Hey, I'm offended by you talking like that because that's the way I talk. <laughs> you can't talk to me like that. The funny thing is people will laugh at that voice even when yeah. they have that voice because they don't think they have that voice. Yeah. <laughs> I hear me on the thing. I'm like, dude, I sound terrible. Everybody thinks they sound terrible. Yeah. You know the first time our generation, our age, the first time you hear yourself and you're like, oh, I sound terrible was on fucking answering machines. Yeah. Oh, I sound like that? I sound like an idiot. Like, like one shit. of the worst things to ever work in the school system was anti-bullying. Because now, like, kids become adults and, like, they get bullied or, like, you know, picked on by friends. They don't know how to handle it. Oh, I, I was having a conversation with another teacher my age, our age. We talked about that. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's either all or nothing. It's like, yes, this is good to, like, try to teach people to be more sensitive and everything, but then everyone's skin is so thin yeah, can't they can't handle balls. anything. You can't bust balls. You can't handle anything. Or more recent generations can't handle being picked on. <laughs> or, uh, maybe they can. They just fucking don't tell the adults. But, but now the adults are at the point where they're concerned. Like, oh, yeah, we can't do this anymore. It's like, you fucking grew up this way. Yeah. I mean, I'd go more into it, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> All right, nice fucking suplex from Tuco Scorpio. Yeah, that was a nice spot. But the referee is down. Dean Malenko has a chance to win. Referee's down. Scorpio is down also. Malenko looks like he's going to go for some more damage. There we go. Oh, Taz. It's Taz. He's got the fucking hand tied back, pony, like he's fucking Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan in 2021. He's going to a corn concert. Oh, he, no, he's, he, no, he has like the same fucking outfit on as Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is the first time we're seeing Taz not dressed as a fucking wild maniac. Oh, man. I didn't know this was happening. Dean Malenko cool. and Taz. Dean Malenko just pushes Scorpio yeah, out of the way. Look like look like a straight gimmick anymore. No, Taz is legit. Fucking boom! Love that. Taz nails him with a suplex. Oh, shit! 
I didn't know it was going in this direction. Wow. Taz <laughs> just rolls Scorpio onto Dean Malenko after landing him on his head. Referee's up. Two. 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 Oh, kick out. Kick out. What? Let's finish. Now the match is good. Hell, Should they dragged ass for so long? I guess you know that's the thing. We go work. We thought this match sucked, but they were playing a story out. Oh, <laughs> this is great too. The ref Taz decided, hey, you didn't get the count. Taz comes back in the ring, knocks the referee out from behind, drops another suplex on Malenko, and wakes up Scorpio. So now Scorpio's back up, and he's about to finish off Malenko. The referee's getting up. Is he going to hit his finisher? Yeah, I wonder if he's going to hit the 450 splash. Yeah. Big forearm. Another big forearm. All right, another suplex. Malenko gets out of it. Roll up. bastard. He's pulling the tights. The referee's not looking. Jason's yelling. One, two. Roll up again. Shit, Scorpio pulls the tights wow. with a roll up and gets the count. Fucking cheater. Refer yeah, fucking babyface cheater. He, he, he got help twice from Taz and still had to roll up the tights. Dean Malenko. But that's good, though, for Dean Malenko. Keeps him strong because he is in that main event picture. So if he lost like a chump, yeah, it would look bad. this is perfect. So Taz nailed him with two suplexes and Scorpio had to roll him up. You know, Pulling the tights. This is perfect looking. This is when you guy, you want him to get over, you lose now, you make him look strong. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you're making fun of other people, but I just said the same set, so you're making fun of me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is just textbook, man. Textbook, man. You can this read it. Why, this is why I love wrestling. <laughs> this is wrestling. This <laughs> is <laughs> wrestling. Fight forever. <laughs> Fuck that. I will never chant that at a show. I never chant shit. Except yes. That's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, yes. Because <laughs> we were there for the real yes. Yeah. The real yes chant. Providence, Rhode Island. With these fucking, like, paragraphs chants. Oh, God. No. So if it's more than, like... More than three words. Yeah, it's too much. Fight forever. Well, Two words, three words is too much. The, actually, it's not the words. It's, it's the syllables. Syllables. Yeah. yeah. More than two syllables. You shouldn't participate. Well, I'll go four because show your titties. It's four. I'll go with that one. Show well, your titties. Yeah. Unless no you go show your anymore. tits. Show your tits. That, that's a big one. We haven't heard that in ECW, but that's coming. With, Fran, yeah. with Francine and Beulah. Show your tits. Show your tits. <laughs> now we got a replay of Taz making his basically his debut as a... Just Taz, <laughs> not Tasmaniac. That's a bad man. Yeah. Suplex machine. Tuco Scorpio wins the TV title. Linko stays strong, yo. <laughs> with, with the three-way dance coming out. Maybe fucking Tuco Scorpio gets some different tights since he has a new <laughs> belt. Cheap motherfucker. Gonna get like creamy green instead. Uh, I'm going blue. My guess is blue tights next time. 
I like how the referee, though, referee did a great call there because he was in position when he made the one count to see Scorpio cheating. And then he knew enough, oh, I can't be staring at him cheating. So he turned his whole body away so that he didn't see the cheating anymore. At least he did that, but he should have been positioned properly right away. <laughs> but, yep. Hey. We saw the return to the ECW arena of the All-American Good show. Did he call out the wrong play when he challenged 911 and Ron Simmons called the wrong play by calling out 911. Ron Simmons a fuck 911 up. Ron Simmons versus a fucking poor <laughs> man. A fucking television champion in two Guy at a bar. That's it. That one's a big dude, but Ron Simmons is just on a whole nother level of athlete. The fuck and he's a big dude. Too quick. Ron Simmons yelling at Ron Simmons yelling at you will fucking knock you out. Yeah. <laughs> I cry for yelling. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like when you when you're a kid and you get yelled at, you just cry instantly because you can't control your emotions. That's what Ron Simmons would do to an adult. Fuck you up. Oh, what the hell? Alright, public enemy dressed as women? Oh, let's listen to this bullshit. Johnny, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. It's the only way we can get it. Actually, it looks like girls. It's a WCW. Oh, Rocco, throw all the homeboys gonna make fun of us. Is this all I'm gonna have to do? You know that's not all you're gonna have to do now. You're gonna have to do exactly what I told you to say. I'm not, no, I'm not do doing it. Do it, Johnny, do no. it. All right, one time. Okay, do it. Woo! Oh, that boy's soon to be a star in the WCW. Oh, so Public Enemy is signed basically Ooh, with WCW too at this beat point. Beat ourselves up with some cotton candy, no, no Big stars of ECW are leaving. Candy sweet and soul, let me see your tootsie roll. Dip, baby, dip, baby, dip. Baby, well, well, this ain't cotton candy, Johnny, but these balloons is going to have to do to practice our uncensored match. Uncensored match. And man. then we're going to go to the homemade concession stand. Okay? Look out. Here I come, Rocco. This is terrible. Yeah, this sucks. Ow. Oh. What streets look oh. like this, man? Jesus. Just crap. Kmart fucking oh. chopping cart there. Big K. It's called the time. Oh, Big K. I can't do this. The Big K. Yeah, ECW like is where we belong. Right? ECW. Yeah. It may not be a Vander Holyfield, but it's the real deal. Oh. Sabu, Taz, we're coming for revenge. Crippler, shooter, and we're coming to take our belt back. And when we're done with the three-way dance... We're gonna dance your asses off! Woo! Alright, so... I don't know what the fuck was going on with that promo. <laughs> so, it was weird. They were dressed as women. They were talking like they were gonna go to WCW. And then all of a sudden they ripped their shit off. And they were in ECW shirts and like, we're gonna win the tag team titles back. At the three-way dance. And everything was back to like, we're ECW. Yeah, we're extreme. What the fuck was that? So that wrapped up the show, and that was episode 100 of ECW Hardcore TV, and it was entertaining nonetheless. The star of the show, 
Cactus Jack. Sure. That promo. Fucking yeah, brilliant. that back to back. Yeah, Terry Funk and Funk Cactus Jack. To him was just like, woo. And that was, that was the show right there. That was great about ECW. Is like promos could carry the fucking show. And then you'd have some decent matches. Now, we thought Dean Malenko versus Too Cold was going to be hot and heavy right from the start, but it took fucking forever to build up. But the payoff was nice. Taz coming in and helping Scorpio win the belt. So now we're going to get mm-hmm. shooters against each other. Mm-hmm. Shooter Malenko, shooter Taz. So that's building up. Braun Simmons was a fucking badass. So that kicked off Extreme Warfare Part 1. And next episode, we're going to continue on. And we're going to cover Part 2 and 3 of Extreme Warfare on the March 28th episode and the April 4th episode of 1995. So episodes 101 and 102 will be coming coming back next week. So JV and I said we're going to bang out a few of these episodes week to week here. And then we'll get back on a bi-weekly, but we want to try to get these out to you so we can kind of get back on track with the Extreme ECW livecast. So we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back with the wrap-up. All right, guys, we're back now. It's the Extreme ECW live wrap-up. And as I had just said, we'll be back next week with episode 101 and 102 of ECW Hardcore TV covering March 28th and April 4th of 1995. And again, it's Extreme Warfare Part 2 and 3. So we're going to get to the big matches that are coming up. And just give you a little preview of that. We're going to get Sandman and Terry Funk versus Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas. We're going to get Sabu versus Mikey Whipwreck. Public Enemy versus the Pitbulls. And you get the gauntlet match. Tommy Dreamer going through Raven's crew to reach Raven. So all that's coming up in the next two episodes that we'll be covering next week. On the Extreme ECW Livecast. So good shit coming up here. And can't wait to get to it. But also in the meantime. Check out JV and I on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. The career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We are currently at episode 127. And it's Redneck Heaven. And we're covering May of 2003. So Stone Cold is now the co-GM with Eric Bischoff. And he's going to get Eric Bischoff fucked up. Up in Redneck Heaven. Which is the skybox. In... Well, I fuck, I don't even know, remember where it was. It was like fucking Mobile, Alabama or some bullshit. But it was at Judgment Day, 03, and they have a skybox, and Eric, Eric's getting fucked with by Stone Cold. So that, that was a fun episode. Check that out. That's our latest. And you can go back and check out the archives. We got all the great shit covered of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career there. So please check us out. Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Follow us on Twitter at Bottom Line Cast. And then. One more time, follow us on Twitter at ExtremeCast. Follow me, Mike Pru, at NPRU83. And follow JV at John Van Damage. JV, another good episode of ECW. Nice yes, coverage here. And we're back on track. It was nice to kind of have a little break, though. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then, like, regroup. Now we're, like, back into it. Fucking, let's go. Let's tackle this 1995 ECW. A lot of shit building up here as we get to two big shows coming up. Three-Way Dance and Hostile City Showdown all in April. And that's where we're heading on the next episode. So, guys, thanks again for listening. Beat the Army. You're the shit. Goon Squad. Even more. We love you because we are the Goon Squad. So, thanks for listening. And we're going to play out with the Scorpions 
And this was Shane Douglas's rare entrance theme. He only used this once, and it was against Marty Jannetty on February 25th, 1995. It's the Scorpions don't stop at the top. That's very fitting words for Shane Douglas's career. Don't stop at the top. So, cool song. Take a listen to it. We'll see you guys next time on the Extreme ECW Livecast. So long! <laughs>